You are listening to the Christ in All podcast, where we discuss how following Jesus Christ impacts all areas of a believer's life. Each week, we will answer questions about the Christian worldview in an effort to help both new and mature believers grow in their faith. We hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody. This is Matthew Smith, and this is the Christ in All podcast. With me, as always, is Chad Hunsberger. How's it going? I feel like I should boycott. Yeah, you did. Because you didn't even say that right. It's welcome to the Christ in All podcast. This is Matthew Smith. We were just talking about the intro, and so I threw you the curveball. Yeah, threw it off, but... I will still continue with okay, this episode. All right, we're going to still have the episode, yep. right? So, um, I'm actually, doing well. Yeah, thank you for we're, asking. We're actually talking about language barriers. There you yeah, go. So that was okay. one you're having to overcome, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. All right. So, hey, you've got a mission trip coming up, right? Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Uh, in fact, I think when this airs, yes, I will have you'll, just you'll have gotten, gotten back. back. But as we record it, you have yep. not gone on it yet. So we Luke, didn't want to do the thing where it's like, hey, how was the mission trip? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So you hadn't gone uh, on it yet. Luke and I. My son, Luke, um, we are headed to uh, Tegucigalpa, Honduras, and uh, this will be his first time. I think this is nine or ten for me yeah. to this place, uh, so very thankful for that opportunity. Excellent. Yeah. So um, so we're with that mission trip coming up, you've been on several mission trips. Mm-hmm. How many countries? What's the count now? 20 plus. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, so there have been lots of times when you have been... Uh, preaching, teaching people, yeah. engaging people who don't speak the same That's right. language as you. Yeah, language barrier is mm-hmm. always a, a challenge. Yeah. Um, in fact, there was one place I preached where it was translated into two languages. Oh, wow. So I would preach then, like, so, you know, I'd say a, a sentence or two, mm-hmm. and then the the one language would share their part, and another language would share their part. And so that was probably the most challenging one because it's the longest wait. Yeah, you have to wait uh, between for You get to say each. one sentence, <laughs> yeah. maybe, and a then phrase, wait and then you for, wait. Yeah. Uh, wait for it. So it, it would it took longer to get through that sermon, okay. uh, for sure. But yeah. But yeah, so, but yes, so languages, this is something that any missionary going to a country where they don't speak, Absolutely. They don't, if, you're, if you're an English speaker, they don't speak English over there, right. this is a barrier. You've got to figure out a way around. You've yeah. got to navigate it somehow, whether that's through a translator or you learn the language yourself, yeah. right? And I, w- I would say, just as a, a point of reference, the significance of that is massive, yeah. right? Um, there are all kinds of philosophies about language and um when we think about languages around the world, uh, oftentimes many of those languages uh, have uh, another language that is kind of known somewhat. So mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, in in West Africa, there's a lot of French-speaking mm-hmm. uh, language that happens there, but that's not like their heart language, right? right? So they have like a tribal language that's really theirs, but they generally know mm-hmm. French or in uh, East Africa, there might be a lot of um, uh, Arabic that mm-hmm. is known, but it is, or uh, in I guess in some parts of East Africa, you're going to think about like um, Swahili and those kind of things. But then there's another language that's yeah. even more particular. And I would just say the thinking about the significance when I when I think about the importance of really really knowing language, I I think about the implications that come from that are for people to be able to understand the truths of the gospel. Um, I respect so much uh, Radius International, mm-hmm. which is a uh, basically a training school for those going to the mission field and those particularly going to the, some of the hardest to reach unreached peoples. 
and they talk about learning linguistics and not just learning a particular language, but learning how to learn language. And in that, uh, some of the, the leaders there in conversation have said, you know, it would be like a three-year-old trying to explain the gospel. Yeah. Not, not that they can't understand some things, but they don't even have the words in their vocabulary that are necessary to describe the, mm-hmm. the truth of the gospel. And so sometimes people will not spend the necessary time to learn a language, to be able to communicate it accurately, because they, they just they get what they think is enough to get through like Jesus, cross, death, yeah. life, and uh, that's that's just insufficient. Yeah. And the result of that can be um, syncretism, which is when you would uh, kind of make a Christianity that's not quite enough, or there is elements of elements other, of in other it, religions yeah. in it. So you might think... Because if you don't give the whole picture of right. the gospel, then that leaves room for other things to see. That's in, right. right. That's right. And and so in particularly, I think about um, in in like tribal type, um, uh, I guess, religions, cultures mm-hmm. where uh, they're going to... There's maybe even like a witch doctor. And so someone says, yes, I've professed faith in Christ. Uh, and then... When their kid gets sick, they still go to the witch doctor. Yeah. Well, that's syncretism. That's mm-hmm. because instead of they're still believing that there was a curse put on by the witch doctor, and so we might as well go get his help. We'll also call on this one that you call Lord. We'll call on him too. Mm-hmm. But that that's the idea that we're we're open to to whatever. Yeah. And kind of put Jesus as another idol uh, in your yeah. windowsill, right? And so that often happens because of not knowing clear language, not, not being able to hear that or understand that. And certainly there's no Bible in the language. There's no person who can speak it clearly. And that part yeah. of the reason for that is because it takes a long time. Yeah, Language yeah. is not easy to learn overnight. You cannot become fluent that quick. It's mm-hmm. not possible. And so, and then yeah. even some of the theological terms in oh, the scriptures yeah. that even poses a difficult problem. Because even if you learn some of the language, those types, some of those words aren't uh, words aren't that are exist. commonly used, or yeah, don't even exist yep. yet. So, and and I love what you said earlier about the importance of it being in that person's heart language. Yeah, like so, I've actually studied Greek and Hebrew, mm-hmm. and like I feel way more fluid in. I don't know, if fluid is even the right, right word, but I'm better at Greek mm-hmm. than I am Hebrew, and so that's like the original language of the New Testament. But and I can I can work in that yeah, I can read sure. it translate it but in order for me to actually have some some real like devotional like true yeah. like spiritual meaningful like application in my life like I got to get it into English yeah because that's, that's my right. heart language that's there, right so. when I again I I don't speak Spanish certainly not fluently I can I could get around yeah. in a foreign country because I you know I, I can find out where the bathroom is and the directions yeah. and I can find out some of those kind of things. Um, I've taken enough Spanish to be able to do that. But when I go into their worship service, I can pick out, oh, they're singing Jesus Christ there, Mm -hmm. and I can praise them. But there's something different about my engagement when it's being sung in English. There's just no question. Heart language has a different different particularities to it, for sure. Absolutely. Okay. Well, let's, I'll tell you what, let's back up and let's talk about from a biblical perspective. Let's talk some about language, like maybe, maybe from a theological standpoint. Sure. Sure. So, uh, we, there is, there is no evidence of anything but one language Mm -hmm. prior to Genesis 11. Yeah. And, and uh, at that point, uh, 
I don't even really know what language it yeah. would have been. We yeah. don't know that. We don't know if it was an existing language now or if it was something that was totally different that That's doesn't right. isn't spoken anymore. Yeah. We don't have any evidence of that because uh, like uh, creation was not written in first person or in right. like that time, right? Yeah. So it's it's written in the past or it was many years yeah. later when it was actually written down exactly. in in an existing language then. Exactly. So when you get to Genesis 11, though, you get to a Tower of Babel. Right? Yeah. So there's uh, this group of people that are wanting to make a name for themselves and make themselves famous and stay in one location when they've been told to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. So their their charge is to, to spread out. Mm-hmm. And instead, they're wanting to stay in one place, build this tower that that they would get looked at and say, like, those are the, the people. And so they're they're trying to take that away from like take their own glory instead of the glory of God. So God says, I'm gonna put a stop to that and I'm going to make you speak different languages that yeah. is going to make this so hard that you're not even gonna be able to complete this project. Yeah. Like the languages aren't gonna be close, they're not gonna be nearby. You're not going to be able to communicate at all with yeah. one another, essentially. Yeah, and so I think that's like so key for us to just stop and and understand here, like the barriers, the the difficulties and missions, the things that we were just discussing. Mm-hmm. Like that's a result of human sin. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yes, God is a punishment. Yeah. So God did bring that about, but it is still on humanity mm-hmm. who who was were trying to gain their own glory instead of giving it to the yeah. one who created them. So they're disobeying, not following what was commanded in, in filling the earth, and they were trying to get people to pay attention to yep. their effort. So so then God says, I'm going to make you fill the earth. Yeah. I'm going to make you spread out, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, what happened. Because of those diff- multiple languages, they... They have to kind of move and kind of become groups, so to speak, that are similar language and uh, or same language, families maybe, that were all speaking the same language. And so they begin to spread out. So you get there in Genesis 11, and essentially that's where nations begin yeah. because language is such a major part of the... Uh, when we think about people groups, language is a huge component of people groups. Mm-hmm. And so we would we would consider that even now um, as, as a part of that. So you, you think particularly in, in that way, the nations kind of begin in Genesis 11. You fast forward to the New Testament, and Jesus has uh, lived, died, ri- risen again, and uh, in fact has just ascended yeah. in Acts chapter 1. You get to Acts chapter 2, yep. and what we call Pentecost. Yeah. And in that time... Then it says that there were um, that the Holy Spirit descends, and uh, it says it like rests like tongues of fire mm-hmm. on their head, and it was as though they could all hear and understand one another. So there's two different thoughts yep. on this. One, they either all began to speak the same language and understand it, and that's one option, okay. or that it was as though. Uh, they were speaking the language that they knew, but somebody else who normally wouldn't be able to understand that that was able able to. So either way, it's a miracle. Yeah. Either way, it's a, this is a symbolic picture. I think it was a real thing that happened, but it symbolizes this kind of culmination of what had taken place from the, the sin that spread people out. And because now they're saying, yeah, you're about to be sent out again. 
You're about to be spread out mm-hmm. again to be able to make disciples of all nations. You're going to be my witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth, Jesus says. And I'm going to send someone else to you that will allow you to do that. And that's, that's the Spirit, the yeah. Holy Spirit. And so there's this, again, this connection between Genesis 11 and Acts 2 of when the Holy Spirit is given to believers. Yeah. And now you're they're able to hear each other in this way. This is not a picture of... Uh, babbling and mumbling. This is language yeah. that's being spoken that they were able to interpret and understand uh, in that way, which is again miraculous. Yeah, and then as the uh, the gospel begins to spread, right? Mm-hmm. We in the Book of Acts we have the missionary journeys, and yep. so the gospel is going to places where it has not been before. That's right? right? It's leaving from Jerusalem, Judea, and it's going to the ends of the earth. Yep. Um, and uh, one of the awesome things, as someone who has spent a lot of time uh, studying and even teaching. Greek, mm-hmm. New Testament Greek, uh, the type of Greek that is that the the New Testament was written in. Like there's you know there's classical Greek like Plato and Aristotle would have written yeah, in, sure. but the New Testament was actually written in what's called Koine Greek, mm-hmm. which is like more of the common everyday person, not the right. philosopher scholar level. Right? It's something that was being would have been able to have been written in and understanded by common everyday people. Mm-hmm. And so what we see as the New Testament is happening and as the gospel is beginning to expand, even as the scriptures are being written and then circulated, Mm -hmm. like Paul and his letters sending them out to everybody, is that it's in a language that normal people are able to read and understand for themselves. Um, You know, think throughout history when there have been times when particular churches Mm -hmm. were keeping their services in a particular language, and so that meant that uh, normal normal people didn't have access to it. Yeah. And and again, so so let's look at one more passage of scripture, mm-hmm. right? Because this is what we're ultimately getting to. Yeah. So you got Genesis eleven, Acts two, and then you get Revelation seven. Yeah. And in Revelation seven, you see uh, seven nine and ten. There's this multitude of of people from every nation, tribe, uh, and language, right? That are standing around the throne singing salvation belongs to our God and unto the Lamb, right? Who who sits mm-hmm. on the throne? And so there's this there's this picture of every nation, tribe, and language singing these praises, shouting this proclamation of who God is around the throne. That's what we're longing for. And so what you just said about the, the it being used Greek language, so it was accessible, it was readable, understandable to the common person throughout where all that all those missionary journeys that Paul's going on, this this uh, very Again, common language. There are some seven uh, seven thousand languages, uh, and many of those. I mean, there's more than seven thousand languages, but m- many of the seven thousand unreached yeah. are unreached because they don't even have access to scripture in their language. Yeah. Right. So there's nothing common about it. Yeah. There, there, there's nothing that even if they are uh, literate, they might not have. They might not have scripture in their language, not just not the whole Bible, 66 books, but not the gospel, not any gospel, not a track, nothing that has anything communicating scriptural truth to them. And so that's that's major. That's a a significant problem um, to be to be missing out on that. So uh, when we talk about getting to the unreached. And again, we talk about that at Colonial Heights. We, we've we even, uh, again, kind of joked about how often we do, but it's because how 
how not often it is shared globally. Yeah. And so we're trying to make up for it yeah. for everybody else. So you want to talk about some things that we're doing here, yeah. maybe to raise awareness of this issue. Absolutely. Right? Okay. So one of the things we are doing uh, in uh, the second week of November, second full week, so it's like the third week of November, mm-hmm. um, right before Thanksgiving, we're going to spend that week reading through uh, Monday through Friday, reading through all of scripture here in our worship yeah. center. And the idea is because we have access to it, mm-hmm. we are going to read it aloud in the room. Um, and so, uh, and while we're reading through it in English, what mm-hmm. we have, we are going to um, also be on the screen will be people groups that do not have access to the Bible in their language. That while you're hearing the word being read to you, you would be able to um, pray for yeah. people groups that uh, that don't have access. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we'll be raising uh, money to uh, provide for some of that Bible mm-hmm. translation to be done. And uh, we just we just want our church to be aware and actively involved in eliminating that problem. We can't cause people to be saved, right? Yeah. The Holy Spirit does that. But we can do our part in helping make it available to those who don't even have access now. Yeah. And so um, that's where our effort is coming in. And so if you want to participate, one, yeah. you can be here that week yeah. and just listen right. and pray and contribute. Yeah. Listen to the scripture being read and then that's pray right. for those. You walk in and there's going to be a people group on the screen and so you can pray for that people group. That's right. Yeah. Also, you can sign up to yeah, actually, actually be one of the readers. Yeah. Um, and so if you go to colonialheights.org slash access, mm-hmm. um, there is a sign up list there. You can fill that out, put your email address in and check the, the hour. Yeah, you can or sign up for an hour. Or if you want to do a yeah. couple hours, yeah. like if you want to do the same hour each day because you want to really mm. go all yeah. in. That would be fine. Mm. And so you could be a reader. You might even choose to do that like as a couple, Yeah, uh, kind of split the hour up and share that. You're not assigned a text. It just depends on where what time you get there, where we will be. Yeah. So you, yeah. you show up and so the person is just finishing up Romans 3 and so you pick up at Romans 4 That's right. right and you That's just right. keep going. Yeah. That's the idea. So right. I would really encourage that. And um, again, regardless of where you're at, I would just say like, we long for Revelation 7. Yeah. We want that day when... And since uh, Christ has not returned yet, we we assume that our job is uh, still not done. Amen. So we will so we keep, uh, going. keep going and get the gospel in every language. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, that's going to wrap up this episode then. Uh, I will give you the website one more time. That's colonialheights.org slash access, A-C-C-E-S-S, colonialheights.org slash access. Uh, We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, please share it on social media. Give us a rating and review on your podcasting app. And we thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Christ in All podcast, a ministry of Colonial Heights Baptist Church in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Together, we glorify God by making disciples of all nations. For more information, please visit our website at colonialheights.org.